You're listening to How You Create with Ben Terry and Joshua John Marie. I love a new beginning. New year, I, new beginning. I'm I'm with start you. Start fresh. I, there's nothing more better in my opinion than like waiting to get to that point where you just know there's going to be a, a common reset amongst everyone is yes. like the best thing. The fact that like everyone's in agreement that this on is, January yes. 1 you can like have a new start or a new beginning. Uh it's so it's so nice. I agree. I mean, I've I've let I don't I'm not too big on the new year's resolutions. I've I've learned, I think, to really lock into a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one big focus for me, if I had to give an answer, is to let my yes be yes and my no be no. Like Ooh. I just want to, I just want to be a man Ooh. of my word. You know what I'm saying? That's tight. I respect that. That's awesome. All right. So no resolutions for you. Do you have any? Um, not really. I mean, typical when's stuff. The, when's the last time you've made like a set list? I love making a list. I just don't like following through on the list. You know, I love the I love the activity of dreaming and thinking about how could I be better. I want to be better. Uh, I want to improve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard without the accountability aspect of kind of like following through on that stuff. Um, but my my big thing that I've learned now is uh, I want small wins. Mm. And then hopefully that they will accumulate over time into like really big. Does that still connect? Because last year you said you enjoy balancing several plates at one time. Does that connect with the small wins, or has there been a shift? Uh, it does connect in some way in that, you know, when I'm not. I mean, context switching can be hurtful or harmful in like jumping from one thing to another thing. Right. But it can also be like really creatively inspiring. So like spinning a lot of different plates sometimes helps inspire the other plates. Inspire the other thing, but if it gets out of control, then you kind of lose yourself in spinning of the plates and things start to fall. And that does happen yeah. for sure. I mean, I'm definitely suspect to a lot of that stuff. Um, but I you, I like you wanna having, know a funny story real quick, because yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna bring up, you know, everyone kind of is in that place in Q four where they're just they're just holding a bunch of plates and, and moving. Um so I wasn't aware that the, I wasn't aware that there was only four quarters. I didn't get it. I had asked <laughs> I had asked one time in an office setting, how come no one ever talks about Q5? And yeah. everyone just looked at me. And I know that there's only four quarters now. It makes sense That's to me. That's so funny. I it I I How did you never... think they were broken up? Like it, it, did you have like a certain number in your head that it would end? I I didn't even put it into like splitting it up that way. I was just like, okay, everyone always ends at Q4, but no one talks about Q5. Yeah. You're like, why is no one talking about no Q5? No one talks about Q5, but. Man, I would have loved to have been in that meeting when you said that. Cause it, there's probably like somebody in there who's just like, oh, that poor Joshua. He, he I, just has no idea about this real world. A there's only four of, uh, quarters in the real world, Josh. <laughs> A coworker of mine pointed out that the last week of December could technically be Q5. Like it's just its own. It is. It's its race. own beast. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my justification for wondering why no one yeah. ever talked about Q5. That's funny. Well, we've made it 2022. Uh, I think goals for me, um, I think the one thing I like to try to do is the thing, the plates that I do pick up and start spinning, I want to try to stay consistent with them. Mm hmm. Uh, so I think that's what I, I try to run with for this year. That's fair. Small wins, consistency. Those are always big Routine, things. Routines yeah. and consistency. Yeah. I love it. Well, no guests today. No guests. This is just going to be you and I kind of debriefing 
2021 and then kind of sharing some of our predictions for 2022 yeah. and what we think might may or may not happen, yeah. which will be kind of fun. Um, we do have guests lined up in the coming weeks, but we thought this would be a fun way for you and I to kind of talk about 2021, what we're seeing, what we're kind of experiencing, and then also kind of talk about what we think might happen in the future. So let's do it. 2021. Let's just start off with something easy, close to home. Like what were some of your favorite episodes from this past year on the podcast that we did? Ooh, top four off, you know, I'd have to say the first one we did, Dana Tanamachi. Oh, uh, classic. For several reasons. It was the first episode we did. Yeah, we were so prepared. <laughs> Overly prepared. Overly prepared. Like nerd, nerd yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, but Dana was great and she doesn't do a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So it just, it just felt like a time and a moment and it was our first one. Right. And we learned, we learned so much from that first podcast. Dana was so patient and generous with us and Dana's story was just really awesome to walk through and hear. Yeah. Um, so I'd say Dana Tanamachi. And she was such a big first guest. Yeah. All of our guests have been great, but like Dana's like... I mean, you only have one first guest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it she was, was awesome. And she killed it. Yeah. Shout out to Dana for being our first guest on the podcast. So I'd say Dana, um, Mason Nystrom, we talked about NFTs, Yeah, but we talked about it in a way that we broke it down to like elementary level Yeah, and it was beautiful. Yeah. That was one where I remember I was at the Bitcoin conference in Miami and I was like, Josh, I've got this guy, Mason, talk to him on Twitter. We should have him come on the podcast and break down NFTs. NFTs are booming right now. What do you think? You're like, I don't even know what I NFT stands for. And it was, it was great because Mason has been writing about NFTs, metaverse, crypto for a long time with Mazari. Yeah. And having him kind of come on and just answer basic questions around what is it? And then it was kind of crazy to think. That was June, 2021. Oh my gosh. And it, I mean, it was already like a thing, but like think the next six months, NFTs just took off. I I have no desire to go back to school, but if I had to go back to school and take a class, I'd take NFTs 101 with Mason. Mason would probably be a good one to bring back on to help us understand what's happening. He's awesome. Uh, Cause that, that was a, that was a really fascinating conversation. And I think we learned so much from that conversation that we would sound smarter now yeah. in talking to him I mean, about, let's put out a whole course, NFT yeah. <laughs> 102 coming this semester. Sign up. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, we can talk about NFTs with the prediction stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, people are asking a lot of questions and, and my feelings about NFTs have changed a lot over time as well, too. What's the biggest change? Just give us one, one little nugget. With NFTs? Yeah. Just the... Um, I, uh, I'm I'm trying to oh. think through if I want to like talk about it out loud, but I think there is a lot of hype around making money with NFTs. There's this promise of like, if you buy this, we're all going to make a bunch of money together, right? And it's it's drawing a lot of people in with this hope of like making money. And then I read this pr- report that only five percent of people who are buying NFTs have made money off of the what's, resale What's happening aspect. to the other people? They're either, one, they're just holding, which is probably the smarter route to go, holding it and waiting for it to be worth something later on. Okay. Or other people are selling it at a loss. 
Mm. So a lot of NFT projects. So if you don't know what you're doing, you should not be in the NFT game. Well, yeah. Or if you don't know why you're buying one, or if you're only buying it to make money, then you're probably not going to make money. I think it's like the big learning where there was like this energy around, do you have an NFT? If you have an NFT, you're probably going to make a whole bunch of money off of it. Right. That's not necessarily true unless you're buying like the blue chip NFTs, like the really popular ones, like right. the board apes and all that kind of stuff. Now, that doesn't mean I'm, you know, against NFTs. I'm actually really big on the NFT technology. What I'm against is, is like this, this dramatic hype around, we're going to make a bunch of money. And I'm actually really excited for creatives to make money. But I think what we're going to see is similar to the ICO boom a couple mm. of years ago, where some of the- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold off on your predictions. We're going to yeah. get to that. You, you, you jump in. Anyways- I, I mean, that's not even like a full fleshed out thought, but, and maybe I'm just getting a little burnt out on all the stuff, all the drama. I think there's been a lot, it's been a lot packed yeah. within these past six months yeah. of NFTs. There's a lot to unravel. NFTs are here to stay. There's going to be a lot of ways in which we'll use them. Love the technology. Some of the money grab after it just, you know, it's part of, it's part of the process. Hey. But anyways, that's. We'll, we can talk about that somewhere but later. But Mason Nystro and NFTs. Um, and then my other two, Alex Medina. Shout um, out to Alex. I mean, you just talk about a non-traditional approach for someone getting into like graphic design, music, and to see where his career is at today. Yeah. And my man didn't even go to school and take a class. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Alex has been, Alex is a, he's a special, special creative. And he's, he's leveled up. He's now working at a, was it Spring Hill? LeBron James production company now. So yeah. he's already even leveled up since the last, you know, some might say it was because he was on the podcast that it, it helped, you know, raise his awareness and take him to the next level. But we know, we, you and I know. There's there's a crowd of two. People already knew Alex and he he earned that on his on his own, but I'm sure the podcast helped a little bit. Hey, <laughs> how you create out here just... <laughs> Getting people jobs. We're we're the hype machine. for the people. Yeah. Last one, Bethany Molenkoff. You know, I'm a photography guy. I think speaking about photography in a way that um, you're looking at it from a perspective of how you can archive images for later on, and it has meaning. That was just such an enjoyable episode for me to hear and listen um, and, and engage with and be a part of. So that's my top four. What's on what's on your what's on your list? You know, I. I was like having to go back and look through some of the ones we've, so many people we've talked to that are really good. There's so many of them I want to like bring them back on because they've already done so much since we've had the interview we've yeah. done with them. The only ones that I would add to your list that all of them are really great and we could say them all. I think the only ones that you missed that I would probably add would be um, big fan of Tyler Deeb's episode. Oh yeah. That was like, that was the first episode we got to do in person. Yep. So the energy was just different. All the other ones, yeah, that's a that's what we call in the biz a callback to us talking about Jown with Tyler. Yeah, the first one we did in person. All the other ones we've been doing remotely online, and so you could just feel the energy was different. And Tyler is just very authentic and transparent in describing his process, money, tools, like. You know, it's it just a good, helpful listen, I thought. Yeah. So that one was really good to me. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, the Max Moore episode. 
That was tight. That another was another local one. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll throw in two locals to kind of mix it up, but great energy with Max, him talking about film and, and creation and video and stuff. And um, I just remember him talking about how him being a video editor and director that 90% of his time is spent on pitching and writing. That was wild. So I was just like, those types of things of like peeling the curtain back and actually hearing about people's process and what I have in my head, what I think it looks like versus what it's really like in person was, uh, yeah, that was helpful. Yeah. I'll throw, I'll throw one more in for my guy, Adrian Walker. I think the beauty of love Adrian community and creativity is his story. Like his, his journey is, yeah. Was made possible by the community and he doesn't shy away from that. Adrian's blown up. He's like, Booming. A, he's, my like guy. he's like, uh, I mean, he works at Getty now, but, and I don't think he was working at Getty when we interviewed him. He wasn't him, working at Getty. But I feel like every time I look on Instagram, he's got a new project. He's got a new project or he is he an influencer his, for like bag. the next brand or he's got like the most recent sneaker that's dropped. Like, uh, whatever, whatever Adrian's doing, he's doing it right. And he's a cool dad. And he's a cool like, dad. He's a cool dad. Adrian's an all-around cool guy. So those are some great episodes. Um, hopefully we can match those episodes even more so this year. I think now that we're flexed our muscle a little bit more, I think we got some good yeah. people who are upcoming that'll be kind of worth listening into. What's What's one thing that you want to take that you learned from recording episodes in 2021 and either bring into 2022 or reshape or what's something that you've learned and, and what can we do different in 2022? You think, man, uh, probably be more prepared. I'm too much of like, <laughs> just like freestyling when I get on here. And so probably coming in a lot more prepared. Yeah. Not taking a very journalistic approach where I know the whole backstory of someone before we right. go on here. Yeah. But I think that's probably one big thing. That's fair. Really get into the nitty gritty details in the history, hard hitting questions. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, let's talk about trends. What do you think were some of the best and worst trends of 2021? Um, this is very Instagram, social media, but photo dumps were huge. Man, like, thanks, Kim Kardashian. It just, and I, I'll have to be honest, I hated them for about 10 months out of 12. And the last two months, I was like, all right, this is kind of fine. Yeah. So did you ever do a photo dump? I did one. <laughs> but it was, you know, mine was kind of cool. They lured it you was, in. It, I think I, at the point that I did it, I understood why people did it. And why because, is that? Because 2021 was just a year where it's like, you don't even have the energy to curate and put something together that's yeah. really nice. Like, you're just trying to get an image out there these yeah. days. That's a good point. I think that's a really interesting take of like people were starting to do stuff, but weren't able to fully do things, all the things they wanted to do. So instead of having these nice curated images, it was just like, here's just like a snapshot of what's happened over the past month. And they're, they're and interesting to, to look through because it's yeah. just messy. It's unfiltered. Yeah. But even if it's messy, they're still curated. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, but yeah. people aren't even hanging on Instagram anymore. I'm on, I'm on Twitter now. Man. What's up? That's crazy. Look how far we've come. I think we talked about this on like it an only early took, episode. It only took six months. The, the transition from Instagram to Twitter is definitely probably one of the like 
fastest growing trends in 2021. Like people really, or at least like the, the photography communities on Twitter. Yeah. From what I, from the what crypto, I see. Crypto NFT communities on Twitter. There was already designed Twitter. It seems like Instagram took a step back in 2021 they, and Twitter took a step forward. They tried to bring the links to Instagram through stories, but until you can put a link in a caption and click yeah. that thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, Instagram. Yeah. There's just. Yeah. So I, I'd say photo dumps. I, I'd also say zines. There were a lot of zines made in 2021 would be uh, my observation. And how would you describe a zine for people who may a zine not be is a like short form of a magazine um kind of really so like an an, a uh another type of photo dump but in print style you can make a really nice zine (laughs) it's like a it's almost a cheaper version of making a magazine like you can do on a risograph you can just scrap together pieces of paper i think zines are really big and then and they're awesome i love collecting yeah yeah. you came out with one in 2021 i've made two zines in my short lifetime yeah but yeah we did one as a group in 2021 that was really dope we sold out of them they were hot it was really cool yeah um i mean nfts were a big trend in 2021 nfts were huge a lot of i think with 2021 you saw a lot of people um who knew nothing about nfts explore and kind of get into this yeah space yeah even if they didn't know what they were doing Well, when we talked to mason about nfts this was really at the peak of one-for-one NFTs. Right. Where people were creating a one piece and then selling it and not as a collection. Right. And then on the later half of 2021, it became more popular for these collection avatar-like NFT projects. Right. Bushido's. Bushido's was one. We had Jeremy Booth on the podcast talking about his. Like That became a lot more popular of like... Here's an avatar. They might have some utility. It unlocks into a community. And then probably in November, December, what you saw was memberships to these exclusive online communities. Right. You were granted access by having their particular NFT as a holder. So it was kind of very fascinating to watch how it it grew and kind of evolved. And I think it will evolve some more over time as well. Yeah, even... uh... You know, one of the artists that I, I'm into, Toby Nwigwe, N- N- mm-hmm. he included like an exclusive mint as part of the VIP experience. So seeing how artists are, you know, using NFTs and just this creative community and blockchain yeah. and incorporating it into these experiences. I mean, even that's huge. Yeah, it was a big year. And what's most exciting is like creatives are, you know, making money off of their work and the stuff that they're creating. Yeah. Um, time will tell as to like what, what will like stand the test of time and be valuable, but it's all really exciting. Yeah. And, th- and there's I, still a lot more room to grow. Yeah. I think trends that didn't go off well was like LinkedIn turning into like a creative community outlet. Oh, yeah. I don't think it, I don't you think were it on that stopped. bandwagon for a bit. I thought, I thought there was a space for it, but I'm not, I'm not sure what LinkedIn is right now. Yeah. Cause you were using it as a way to promote creative work. That would be like a different outlet that wasn't already oversaturated with other creatives promoting. It was, there was a, spa- there was a space for it, yeah. but now it's, I don't even know if oversaturated is the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are people just not responding to it? People aren't responding. They're, and maybe it's just my content. Maybe, yeah. maybe my content. Maybe I just lost my 
mm-hmm. whatever. But I, f- I feel like LinkedIn's kind of a confused Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's got an old school vibe to it. It does. Yeah. I don't, I think Twitter, Twitter is where everybody's hanging yeah. out right now. It is. It's, it's a cool spot. Okay. Other trends I think are worth mentioning. Uh, I don't know if you pay attention to the typography space, but I've been looking yeah. at a lot of typography and one of the trends that I think was really big in 2021 that I think is kind of played out at this point is like the psychedelic fonts, mm. very like groovy, wavy type fonts. Like it seemed like for a while, like those were everywhere. And I bet we'll kind of move away from that in 2022 or other places. So that's kind of like a... Do you feel like there's just more experimentation with people being at home? I mean, that's I really don't know. Broad. I mean, some of those fonts have been out for a while, but they were being used a lot, it felt like, right. in the past year or two. Um, mm. And I think just my personal take is if you're looking at psychedelic type fonts or very like wavy, groovy stuff, I think those are on their way out. Yeah. So that'd be my hot take. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going to come instead, but, um, you know. Don't mess up your brand. We yeah. try to give you advice. What do you see trends photo-wise? Oh, man. I know you try not to follow. Expired film, I think, is a big one. Yeah. Like, um, I'd say expired film. Um, it is so fascinating to me in the photography-type world of, like, there's this wave between digital and analog. It always it's always happens this way. Yeah. People get really excited about digital aspects of photography and then they get burnt out on it and they go crazy into analog. I think and then after it, a while they then go back to digital. Yeah. And I it, think the new digital, I think like the film thing, I think you're right. I think the next wave is like cuz everyone's been talking about NFT photography stuff and I think that will kind of be the next kind of cycle through of taking analog being the hype thing to well you know what's happening right now is film photographers are like putting the original film negative up for um as like an nft yeah and it's going for so much yeah i think some of that's like just a time and a moment of like some people are just crypto rich that they just have the money oh to like prove a point. My favorite though, I was like on Twitter the other day and Adrian actually was like, he was the one who like retweeted something. He was like, what does this even mean? Oh I, yeah, I saw and that. And I was like, <laughs> I love Adrian for saying that because like that's, we're at a place now with like creative and tech where it's like, does this need to be done in this way? Right. Does it need to be an NFT? And if so, why? Why does it make it more efficient? Why does it make it better? Why does it have value? Not not because like you can't have art for art's sake, you can. Right. But like we need to really answer some of these tough questions of like, what's the point of this? Yeah. Explain it to me like I'm five. And let's not just talk about how this is going to be like a utopian future. Where it, I mean, it does feel really exclusive sometimes of like, even if you try to learn, people are so in another dimension yeah. that it's like, what, like, what's even the point? Why are we in this dimension? Like, what are we? Well, for this to grow, there's going to have to be market education. And that's with any product. Like any product. Like think about when the iPhone came out. The reason Apple stores had employees doing classes and lessons to people who came into the store on how to use their phone 
That's market education. That's why the iPhone and everything else took off was like, you literally need people to walk you through how to use this new tech stuff. Because there's like a point of diminishing returns with people. But isn't the issue that there's not a, there's not like an, there's not a foundation that's going to fund like this. No. Like Apple is the company, but right. with NFT, there's no. I, I think that's true. That's a great point. I do think that like some of these places have done that, like foundations done a lot of articles right. on that type of stuff. I think people who are creating creative projects and are minting NFTs, like I think it's, it's beneficial for them to have that type of um education. education material out there as well too it only it only builds trust you know what i'm saying like yeah all that to say you know and what i was gonna say is there's a point of diminishing returns where young people are like easy to learn want to learn tech stuff and new things and then at a point you don't want to learn any new tech stuff anymore. right you just want to use the stuff you already know how to use and so you start to not i'm, I'm already there i'm already there stuff. yo like i don't want to take anything else and in. the reason that is is typically because it's not that you're not interested it's just it's so much work to learn and the value isn't strong enough to encourage them to kind of learn the new stuff um i think that would be the big that's the big curve for crypto at large is just like can we help people feel educated and empowered and have agency to be able to move in this world freely yeah. and easily. I think it's going to be how it is the same way that people still don't know about how to build credit. Like yeah. there's always just going to be a lag. And I think sometimes that lack of education is purposeful to keep yeah. people at the top yeah. and everybody else at yeah. the bottom. Well, I mean, like podcast is a great example of like podcasts have been around for a while, but there's now so much information and so much tool, so many tools on mm -hmm. how to actually do this now that is more approachable to right. step into and do a podcast than it was like yeah. five, 10 years ago. Oh yeah. So I think we'll see that with NFT stuff and That's other true. things, but I agree with you. Photography goes through digital analog. Yeah. Film's hot. You think expired films out the window. Expired film is hot right now. It's hot right it's now. It's coming back. I think film prices are going up, so that'll be interesting. I know a yeah. lot of people were cashing out on buying film in bulk. Um, Inflation, saw, baby. Yeah. I saw an interesting thing about, you know, there's a lot of backlash on the one-time, uh, like, disposable-use uh, cameras. So I think there's going to be a, I think there's a refocus in sustainability and, like, just different technology and products, like how how much use can you get out of this product versus just a one-time use? Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how companies have to respond to consumer demands and, and expectations in that way too. Yeah. I think one trend we saw in 2021 was experimentation on freelance. Obviously, I spent a lot of my time in the crypto space. And one of the things I saw with a lot of creatives are not needing to work at companies anymore because they can work yeah. For DAOs, they could work for companies in a more interesting freelance model that I thought was really interesting. Mm. Uh, so I think that would be something that will kind of continue on yeah. as well, too. Work, modern day textbook defined work is like no longer yeah. a thing. Like there's there's more than, obviously, more than one way to make an income than doing a nine to five. I know. I, I think, too, like 2020 and 2021 is such a blur for people too that I wonder if like we'll look back on these past two years and it will just feel like an anomaly like nothing actually made sense and nothing actually carried 20, over 2020 was I mean we were running some numbers at work the other day and it's like you pull up 2020 numbers and you're just like 
what is that? <laughs> like, what do you, you almost got to go back to 2019 to get even yeah. like close to relatable data. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. It is wild. All right, uh, let's talk. What was like, what were some of the things that were most inspiring from 2021, creatively inspiring to you? Shows, movies, music, anything that stands out? I really got back into the How I Built This podcast. Oh, yeah. That was, um, you know, I was a fan. A couple years ago, I listened to it pretty regularly, and then I, I fell off. But had a couple road trips I did in 2021, and that was my go-to podcast. I mean, even hearing the story of, like, chicken salad chick or whatever <laughs> it's called is, it's crazy. Or um, what's the one with the guys who... Uh, Dude, perfect. Like just oh, yeah. hearing those stories and then how they, how they built that, how company. they built it up. Yeah. Similar to what you were saying of when you're spinning one plate and it's, it inspires other plates. I'd finish listening to episodes and I'm like, oh snap! Like I can approach this problem I have with the solution that I heard. Does on it the make podcast. you feel like you can build something more after? Like, how does it make you feel after listening to it? It makes me feel like I can achieve those things. It's oh. so easy to separate those people and put them on like a pedestal of like yeah. they're a you know a bill gates or whatever but it's like these are normal people who just kept on working at something and made mm. made it to somewhere so um that was cool and then you know reading some books the let my people go uh surfing patagonia book yeah. just hearing how that company was built and the values and how you can you know Sometimes it's more powerful to say no. Like uh, you walk into a coffee shop and it's like, hey, do you have decaf? And it's like, no, we only, we don't serve decaf here. <laughs> and that's what makes you, you that coffee shop. Like yeah. you're a distinct, unique coffee shop. So being able to say yes and no to things versus just this open, like we have everything at this coffee shop. That's you right. know, like it's, it's cool to see how that can be beneficial to business and work long-term. People want to say no to things, but sometimes they say no to the wrong stuff. Right. Yeah. That book is all about like trying to figure out what do you actually believe in? Yeah. What do you stand by? So you know how to say yes or no to the right things. Yeah. I think uh, Alex Medina, he tweeted not too long ago, he took a Patagonia jacket in uh, and he was like, oh, I just need to get this fixed. And they just like replaced. He was like, wow, this customer <laughs> service is. Yeah. I was thinking after he tweeted that, I was like, I wonder how many people then took their jacket to Patagonia and to try to get to a do new the one. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Uh, what do you got on your list? Things that I was like really into, I really got into the new Turnstile record this year that came out. I know you probably never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> not you as the listener, but Joshua's never heard of them. <laughs> uh, no, Turnstile was a really great listen. The Weather Station was a really great listen this year. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any other music that really stood out. Succession. Watched Tyler a lot the of Succession this year. this year. Tyler the Creator was an awesome album this yeah. year. Um, yeah, I was really hoping we'd get a Kendrick album in 2021. I'm really looking forward to when that drops. Uh, yeah, big year in music, I felt like. I thought there was a lot of good stuff out there. Um, yeah, I think that's cool. Any books for you? I don't know if I read any books. I started reading The Messy Middle okay. by Scott Bel Belsky who yeah. did 99U and Behance. Yeah. Now works for Adobe. Thought that was really interesting. Yeah. This conversation around people glorify the start of things and they glorify the exit. But people rarely want to talk about the messy middle mm. side of like, 
the mundane. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. That is, that's an interesting... It's a great concept, and there's some really good practical advice, too, just based off his experience. Uh, yeah. So that was, like, a good read. I uh, think, you know, I'm sitting here, and I see the Virgil book. I mean, 2021, uh, uh, we lost a great artist and just... That was crazy. It's still, it's one of those things you look at it and you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But you look at the impact that he's had and how many people were like, man, to create a space for like black men in fashion. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a crazy, I remember hearing that news and just feeling like, whoa. Yeah. There's always like certain deaths with celebrities. Right. There's always like certain ones that you connect to more so than Kobe, others. Kobe, Virgil. Yeah. And that was one where it was definitely like, whoa. Mainly because he kept like, yeah, you know, his health private, right? It's like the Chadwick, big thing. yeah, every, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about um, some tools. Like, what were some of your favorite tools that you used? You know, like what you can't live without. I'm gonna stand by this until my grave. But Google Slides, I love building a presentation <laughs> deck in Google Slides. That's such a weird. I go. When I have to, I was telling my younger brother this because he's an aspiring yeah. designer. He's incredible. And I was like, when you're pitching stuff to people, like don't just go in with an idea, go in with a presentation. Forget PowerPoint, forget all the, like Google Slides. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, and I will stand by this. Google, sponsor this right now. Google That's Slides so is where funny. I build my presentation decks all day long. I, I've started using a pitch have you heard of this one? I think I don't I don't remember if it's pitch.com, but it's an app. It's called Pitch. And it's tight. It looks good as well. Google Slides, that's all so, I'm gonna say. You got pitch and Google Slides to kind of choose Google from. Google Slides. I'll say um analog by Ugmonk or Ugmunk. I don't know how to say it, yeah. but essentially it's the daily organizer that keeps you on task. Um and it's analog, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. So no technology, pen paper, paper and, and pen. Uh, it was a gift. Somebody gave me it, it as a gift and I've been rocking with it. It's yeah. cool. That's tight. Uh, let's see. For me, gotten deep into Discord this year. I feel like I'm in like 50 Discord groups. True. Uh, so that keeps me going. I feel like the ones that I'm constantly going to, I'm just looking at my phone, Twitter, Discord. I still use Visco a lot, mainly to edit images. Um, let's see, uh, this new app called Eco, mm. it's like a Neo bank. It's like half crypto, half, uh, you know, dollar. It's basically like, um, you know how you get like points back when you use your credit card? Yep. Uh, they give you like Eco points and then there's supposed to be some, incentives for these points in the future so i don't know if they'll turn into like tokens or whatever um but basically like when i buy stuff from amazon i'll use eco to buy stuff from amazon and then i get like interest for holding the money in that account but then i also get these eco points back that's tight uh, through it so that's that's a cool one uh let's see i'm just gonna kind of go through my most used sneakers app which is like the worst New York Times. I guess I don't have that very many. Spotify. Spotify and 1Password. Spotify is a big one. 1Password. I respect for 1Password. In my top four at the bottom, <laughs> it's 1Password, Spotify, and Superhuman, the email app. It always blows my mind that people rearrange those 
in like such a unique oh, way. Yeah. Like I'd love, I'd love to see time. a poll of like who keeps theirs the like yeah. industry standard and who's like changing theirs around. Well, then on the computer, I I always use Brave browser. What the heck is that? Private secure oh browser. Uh, and then for the podcast, we use Descript and Riverside FM, which we like a lot. We Riverside like both is of those. Awesome, yeah. yeah. We like both of those a lot. Um, all the all these we kind of found in 2021. Yeah, and it's worked out well so far. Yeah. So on the tool sides, that's what I can't think of anything else. I feel like this is like one area I should be able to share more on, but I'd uh. One last one. It's like the, I think it's just called Giphy, but you can just make a GIF by screen capturing on your <laughs> desktop and you can make a GIF of anything. It's super yeah, simple. It's tight. Sweet. All right. Well, let's talk about anything else from 2021 you want to hit up. I feel like we've covered everything. We had a, we've had a good job. We've covered everything that we can remember. Yeah. It was a year. It was a long year. All right, let's talk predictions and hot takes for 2022. What are some of the things that we think is going to pop off or going to fail in 2022? I'll say one of the ones that I'm following for 2022 is I think, actually, here's my hot take uh, prediction for 2022. There's a lot of hype right now around music and photography NFTs. And I do think they're going to be a thing, but I don't understand why yet I would want to own a music or a photography NFT. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I don't know how it's going to disrupt the current system in which we're working to make it appealing enough. What's the current system to you? Well, in the current system, I'm not saying the current system is better, but like, let's take music NFTs, for example. We've had indie like. Like, let's take Bandcamp. Right. Why don't I just buy your album off of Bandcamp instead of buying it as a music NFT? Like, I think those music are some of the- Music video or music? Well, that that's a good point. That's a good question. Like, there's music video NFTs and then there's music album NFTs. Okay. Because I was thinking music videos because the and traditional is just YouTube and Vimeo, right? That's right. And so I, this is more so of me talking out loud because I haven't read enough Gotcha. On this stuff. But like, I think it's one of the takes is, I don't think it's going to be as big as people are promoting it to be right now. Okay. I think it will have a place and a purpose in the current way that it's kind of being used. But I don't think it's going to like alter how we interact with music the way Spotify did or the way the music industry continues to have a a stronghold on the music industry. I think what music NFTs, at least in its current form from what I'm seeing, is going to feel like what SoundCloud and Bandcamp are for indie artists. Right. Which is great. We need those tools. But those tools haven't been able to provide uh, a long livable wage for creatives to continue but I to also, thrive. But I also see some of these really new upcoming artists exclusively doing things Oh yeah. Only through like NFTs. Like yeah. they're not doing Spotify. They're not doing Apple Music. Like they are very like, I want to make music for the people. Yes. At least in 2022, music NFTs and photography NFTs are the things to watch. Yeah. To see what's going to happen. I don't think what people are promising right now 
is going to be how it's going to be in the future. Yeah. And what they're promising right now, at least from what I can tell, is like, you're going to make all this money. That's fair. You know, I think we still are trying to figure out how do we integrate NFTs into a more efficient way. Yeah. The uh, financial, the financial angle is what motivates people to participate right now. And it's not going to last in a sustainable way long term. Yeah. That's my hot take. My, I mean, it's probably not even a hot take. My yeah, I don't know if this it's is It's my a, cautious take <laughs> for 2022 prediction. Mine would be the whole like the new I don't know if it's LG or whoever's coming up with the phone where it's like the split screen yeah. business. I don't think those are going to take off. Yeah. Well, I there's no way I'm going to move away from my iPhone. That's I mean something like crazy has to happen. Something crazy has to happen. I think and, there's going to be That's probably crazy. That was the same thing people said about BlackBerry. So it's not impossible for something to be that disruptive, but it's going to require something. What Apple did to the BlackBerry is what we're going to need to disrupt the Apple iPhone situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's those we both kind of provided like some pessimistic takes. What do you think <laughs> is some optimistic? Mine was cautious. Yours was pessimistic. What are some like optimistic speculations or predictions for 2022? Uh, I think traditional marketing is going to just start making its way back. Like really just handwritten, like paper and pencil, mm -hmm. you know, we have so much digital that we're being fed that the traditional marketing is sticking out really heavy right now. Yeah. And I think that's a really important place to lean into and recognize. Mm. So that's more of a hopeful, I, I'm excited about that. I hope that's the case because that's what I really enjoy. Yeah. That's what I really enjoy. You're in the marketing stuff day to day. Yeah. You're all into that stuff. Yeah. We, you know, I'll say this, we like, um, you know, we write a note with the packages that we send out and the things that people say back to us of like how much they enjoy that note blows my mind. And I think it's because these companies, they become so big that it doesn't make sense to sit and write this note. Yeah. But we're still at this beautiful stage where we can do that with every single package that goes out the door. You know, life is nothing but pendulum swings. If you can figure out how to stay in the middle between them, yeah. you'll be really successful. That sweet spot. Because like... You know, with miscellaneous goods has a beautiful digital presence. Right. And you'll sell physical analog products. Right. But then if you mix in your messaging into an analog form, that's like, you know, you don't get very often. It like takes things to an, another oh, yeah. level. So I do think like this, this aspect of like balance between digital and analog is going to become even more yeah. crucial. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, I think other predictions. You think people will continue making more podcasts in 2022? Oh yeah. I think more podcasts, more video content. Just more. Just more of everything. That's, I mean, we, people just want more of everything. Where do you think advertisements? I have going? no idea. I'm, I'm actually like, that's why I use Brave is like, I want fewer you and want less advertisements. You. Yeah. I want do you enjoy, trackers. do you sign up for any SMS phone marketing? No. And you keep that completely separate. Yeah. I don't even, like, I don't want to give out my phone number, like, none of that stuff. Yeah. No. Doesn't matter if you got 50% off of something you really wanted. 
Uh, I would probably sign. Well, here's the thing is like you sign up for it. They then have that information. And then what do they do with that information? Where does it sit in store? I mean, we get emails all the time now. Yeah. Uh, data leaks. Yeah. It's so much so that people aren't even phased by it anymore. Oh, yeah. So I think, I think in 2022, I'm hopeful that people will become more uh, educated and informed around uh, data protection. Mm. Was yeah. there a moment that like frightened you where you're like, oh, I got to, I got to lock this stuff down? I mean, I think the more I got into like crypto oh, yeah. and blockchain stuff yeah. where it's all about enabling you to take control over your information stuff, like there's no, there's no fail safe. Right. You, you know, you got to lock all that stuff down. Uh, and so, you know, doing all the right things to like protect yourself online. But if you go and like type in your phone number, like all that stuff's kind of out there. Right. And there's a lot of bad actors who want to abuse that information. And so trying to shut that stuff down, yeah, I think is important. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't know what design aesthetics and styles, like for a while, it seemed like everybody was doing a logo that was like some type of circle or asterisk type logo deal. So I don't know what, I don't know what people are cooking up for next year. I mean, TikTok videos were all the rage these past two years. Like can video content continue? Do people still want to see dancing video content? Will Instagram still be around? Like, I don't know. I don't even know if Twitter's the thing that we all still, if we all want. Yeah. You know, Discord's been interesting, but it's been overwhelming at the same time too. Wow, the more we talk, it's just like, it, are we even looking very, forward to 2022? very heavy right now. You just got me zoned out. Predictions for 2022. <laughs> this is how you know you're burnt out from 2020 and 2021 is you're just expecting the worst. You know, like it's just going to be bad. 2022, that's my prediction. Oh it's going to be bad. Goodness. But we're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Man. Maybe we've just been conditioned that way. I'm trying, I'm trying to break that though. I'm really trying to slow. So I've been off Instagram for about a month and a half now. Yeah. I don't know if I want to come back. Personally, I'm in a uh, interesting spot creatively where I haven't really picked up my camera in some time, but I'm, it's been really interesting for me to hear stories of other creators. And yeah. I think I'm sitting on a project that hasn't come to birth yet. Yeah. And I'm just wanting to get as much inspiration as I can. So maybe right we now. close with that. What, what are you excited about personally that, that you're going to be working on for 2022? I have a, you know, I want to, I want to build out a website and I want to kind of create my own community that follows along with my projects and maybe do like a monthly newsletter, or some kind of update. And I think it'd be cool to do some more tangible stuff of like, I don't know, 10 people from that list get like a print sent to their mailbox yeah. from me. Like just kind of Can build we that expect really... a Joshua John Marie photography nft in 2022 oh gosh i feel like that's against my brand yeah i think we should if, we, I, if I hire a manager they might have to figure it out <laughs> we should at least look into it that'd be tight though for back, you backed by the pod we need to figure out like what why 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 is this valuable to do why is this worth doing and why would someone buy this that's fair i mean it, it'd be like a behind the scenes journey of a photographer who has no idea what yeah. he's doing in the nft space. well we've even talked talked about like what does it even look like to do something like that for the podcast is it worth doing 
Yeah. Why I mean, do it? I know all these questions yeah. just to experiment. Everything, I think 2022 is a year of experimentation. People are going to experiment and try to figure out what works and what doesn't work because things are changing. You have nothing, if you haven't learned, you have nothing to lose by trying. Yeah. Like failure should not scare you. Man, that's why we call you Joshua now because that was like so much wisdom. Uh, Josh would have never said that. But Joshua, <laughs> I love that. Boom. All right. Uh, for me, 2022, I'm working on an art grant program. Let's go. So I'm hoping to uh, do some art grants to some creatives in what 2022. You, what would you say is like the future prediction of grants? Like what's exciting about grants leading into 2022? To uh, For me... Um, I think, you know, we've done different grants before. I've seen some cool companies who are trying to make the process a lot easier uh, for creatives to receive grants. My process now is like, I'm hoping, how can we help get money to creatives faster? Yeah. So that's, that's one of the goals that I'm trying to do with that. And it still be impactful. Uh, the other thing is I'm still going to keep doing investments in creative startups. So, uh, Startups that are helping creatives thrive, you know, I'm hoping to invest in those companies. So working with artists, working with startups, trying to help those artists, I'm kind of like on either side of the two worlds. That's tight. Yeah. So big year. Looking forward to it. All that to say, more coming on the podcast. Don't hold us accountable for our predictions or hot takes. They probably will change by the end of next week. Do we need a lawyer? Uh, Probably. And... Yeah, we'll do it again, but until then we'll we'll uh we'll be back soon. We'll see ya.